こんにちは。バカにしてね。今日、私は、あれのホステル、バイパルフリーズ、AKA、バイロー・バイパル、マイコーホース、マネゲル・ネギア、AKA、The Good Bad Guy。Yay! And we're here to talk about wrestling. By the way,、huh? hard to cut you off, right? Fuck you, bitch, and or motherfucker. Okay, I don't know who that was directed to, but okay. That <laughs> person. All right. How are you doing, buddy? I, I'm, I'm fine, I guess. I, I have no idea what's wrong with you, but. Because you usually ask me how I'm doing, so I figured I'd ask you how you're doing. <laughs> I am okay, I guess? I don't know. Oh, Maybe? Okay. Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> yeah. I, I just had a traumatizing like, occurrence like an hour ago. Do you need、and、to speak it, out about it? Yes. My, my internet went out and like, I felt like I was back in the swamp, back with my cousins, like、um, Bray and Braun, and my other two cousins, which name escape me right now. They're no longer worthless. It doesn't matter. But I felt like I was back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm glad you're back to normal. Or yes, normal. Yes, sir. Yes, you're back to normal. Or as, nor- as normal as I could be. Yeah, yeah. As you could be. You could be better, but you're justice. But let's get into wrestling. Okay, where do you want to start? You tell me. I guess since I t- started talking about the swamp, I'm going to start with SmackDown.、Um, we did that last podcast, so why would we do it again? I don't know. I totally forgot we did it. Ah. ah. Yeah, we did, we we did mention, last week. Like a swamp fight or whatever the hell? Yes, we mentioned all of that last week. That's where we mentioned the fact that I put out there that it might have been a House of Horror match. So. No, we put out all of it. Okay. All of your stuff. I guess Raw. You want to go with Raw? Okay. Yeah, because you figure we just had Great American Bash and I almost called it Future Fight. For those of you that remember what the hell Future Fight is, talk to you.、Uh, Firefest. Yes, the Fest of the Fights and the Great Sebash. Yeah. But- Monday Night Raw was,、uh, it started off just extremely random. Okay. Because, like, as soon as it started off, it was a fight between Sasha and the contract signing. And it just, like, it just, you had no idea what was going on. You were trying to figure out what was happening. And they, they were fighting, and they just was, you, you didn't know what was going on. And then Samoa Joe calmed everybody down. And said, We're doing a double contract signing. And then Dolph and Drew came out and they started arguing, but they signed the contracts.、And、then Asuka cut Sasha off and Sasha signed with the ball stamp. And then everybody started fighting again. And they just said,、that's, You know what? Tag match. End of the night. Okay. That's really weird, though, that like, it seemed like, because I didn't, I didn't see it, y'all. Like, I, I came late. From your description, it seemed like Joe ran, randomly made it a fucking double contract signing, but 
we knew earlier in the day it was supposed to be that, so it's weird. Yeah, but the way the thing is, the way Joe was supposed to moderate it, it seemed like Joe was a general manager. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm just saying. But from what he said about how Vince thinks of him on commentary, he just says it's like it's natural. Like the first time he heard him. Yeah. And that's why he gets to do what he does. Because he is great at what he does. So. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was the only part I didn't see. I keep, I seen everything else. Yeah, because that's how Ross started off. It just started off so random. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Because like, I came back and like, yo, you missed it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you missed a whole contract on it. It shit was just, it just, like, soon as the then now for everything went off, it just like, just went into a straight fight. Like, what the fuck? And usually those motherfuckers are like, towards the middle show, end of the show, whatever. Never the beginning. I guess they wanted to do match. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But yeah, and then it fucking goes to backstage and it's Andrade and Angelo Garza with Zelina and they're getting ready for their match with the Viking Raiders and just all of a sudden, Big Show comes up and out of nowhere goes sorry Smurfette I don't want you and your little Smurf friends to get in the way because I'm going out there and I need to talk about Randy Orton. I was like, what? And like, everybody was confused. Not only the audience, but so was Andrade Zelina. Like, everybody was just fucking confused. Like, what? Like, and Big Show goes out and cuts a promo talking about how he's going to beat up Randy Orton. But then Zelina and Andrade and them come on and they're like, hey, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why'd you cut us off? Like, I didn't get to show like, any of that. There was no point. There was none at all. There was none. Like, everything that transpired from that whole entire thing made no fucking sense at all. Because Andrade and Angel came down to the ring, like, per Zelina, and they're about to jump Big Show, and then the Viking Raiders come out, and they have the tag team match. I'm just like... Okay, that that's random. Like so, Andrade and and Hell beat the Viking Raiders, of course, because they're number one contenders for the tag titles. Then after the match, they go back and Ric Flair just talks to Zelina. Was like, "Hey, I got a job for you and your boys." All right, go. Cool. was like, did "What you, the fuck?" Did you notice the little Easter egg? Like he looked directly at Andrade and in, like. Did like I don't know some type of like signal or something? Yeah, and it's like what the fuck? Like this is so weird. Because for those of you that don't know, Andre is actually dating uh, Charlotte in real life. So yeah, it was that whole thing was just weird. Like it was random as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, like it went from there, and then they cut backstage again, and then it's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay teasing. Ruby Riot, and it's like, all right, cool. We know where this is gonna lead with Liv showing up to help Ruby Riot, but apparently Liv's not there, so it's just Ruby by herself 
against the iconic Peyton Royce, who fucking pulled off a crazy ass spin suplex to win the match. That was fucking beautiful. Yet nobody saw that shit coming. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, like she she's improved heavily. Like I kind of want to see next week what Billy does because you know that's gonna be a match. Apparently, Billy actually wrestled um, Bianca Belair on main event. Okay. Oh, so Bianca's back? She's she's only wrestling main events apparently. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, I don't know why, but she's wrestling main events. I guess don't she goes know. there. She shouldn't. She should be going to Raw. Like I don't. I'm not understanding the whole not putting her on Raw. Baffling to me. You called her up. She was on one two weeks on Raw and and disappeared. Like nobody finds that odd. Like what the fuck? Oh, I do. I, I'm there with you. Like that's definitely messed up. Like she's like she's and all of a sudden you just yeah fuck it. Just let's get rid of her. To be honest, like they should just on NXT. Like. What the fuck? Yeah, like, this... she was on fire in NXT. She like she was well on her way of winning the fucking title. Exactly. But they brought her up here and just cooled her off. Like I don't know if they don't know what to do with her or like they're holding her off for something special. I hope that's the reason. Me too. But she's been gone since April, and that's like it's fucking July now. Like, I don't know. WWE is, like, really fucking weird. Yeah, especially when it comes to the quote-unquote call-ups. Yes. But, yeah, we went to a 24-7, 365, 7-Eleven, up-down, Wimbledon, weight open, European, migrant workers, impact wrestling, intercontinental title, upside-down, Cheesecake Factory title match against. I love how you could be more, even more fucking random than our truth his damn self. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I could be more random than our truth. <laughs> Put our truth for Akira Tozawa in literally five seconds. Pinned him. Uh-huh. One minute. correction. What the ninja Akira Tozawa. Yes, the ninja Akira Tozawa. That match was literally 10 seconds. Pinned him. And then all the other ninjas tried to beat up our truth and he just like ducked him and ran off. Oh, okay, that happened. It was one of them. Like, it bothered me. Like, I, I kept telling you that. Like, it was one that was like, he seemed awkward as hell. Like, his face, like, he was scared as shit to be there. He probably was. <laughs> Like fucking like, seemed like um, Eric Young when he had his goofy gimmick. <laughs> wow. Like the facial expressions. I know he's a ninja. You can't see the face, but his eyes. You know. Yeah, you can see the eyes though. Yeah. That bothered me. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention one thing about the contract side. Drew told Dolph Ziggler, "You picked the stipulation for the match, and we never got the stipulation." Oh, yeah, because I, I thought that came, like, he brought that up later. Okay, 
That, that's why I didn't like uh, correct you on that. Yeah, no, I I just remembered that happened because yeah. that happened like a millisecond before Oscar kicked Sasha. Like that's exactly what happened. Like he goes, you can you can pick the match. And as soon as he says that, Oscar just gets up and kicks the shit out of Sasha, and they just start fighting. And then Drew and Dolph start fighting, and it just it was crazy. That whole thing was crazy. <laughs> so then we have Big Show versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Now this match was so fucking ridiculous. Because they could have won if they just worked together. But because Andrade and Angel can't get along for no goddamn reason, Angel walks off on Andrade. And he winds up leaving him in the ring to get punched and chokeslammed. And that's just great. That's just great. You know what that means, though, right? They win in the tag titles? That's the only solution, yeah. Yeah. Then we have a backstage segment with Truth, and he walks by Apollo and Richard O'Shea and Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> like that's exactly what he called all of them. And he basically he said, "You guys are ninjas in disguise," and ran off. And I'm like, "Truth, what the hell are you talking about?" It, it was so weird. So Apollo had a match against MVP right after that. And the match was not even okay. It was just there. And Apollo wound up winning a match but getting beat up by Bobby Lashley. And then Ricochet came out to help Bobby Lashley and Ricochet got beat up by Bobby Lashley. It's like, I'm like, what the hell happened? And then... It, it did. I don't remember what happened because Ricochet died. Yeah, but then fucking uh, um, Cedric Alexander got beat up by fucking dude too. He got beat up after the match. Like Ricochet died in the match and <laughs> then Cedric Alexander died after the match. Everybody died. And this isn't even Lance Archer. I was just about to say that. <laughs> And then we have fucking, we had to go to church because the mucus messiah came out and he said, Ray, I want you to know you're a sacrifice and you're part of the greater good. And this is all part of God's plan. And God has a plan to shut me up permanently. I'm just waiting. I most certainly and, hope so. I hope that's the plan. Please, God. <laughs> and then Ray and Dominic were on screen and said, Hey, Seth. Um, 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 hi. Hi, Seth. It's kind of what it was like. I don't remember what they said, but it was just gibberish. And so all of a wait, sudden. Wait, wait. What? Gibberish, he actually means gibberish. Not because they're Latino and they speak Spanish from time to time. That could have no. came across as racist. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't racist. It was just gibberish as in nonsensical 
babbling that no one understands. It's a like, typical Rey Mysterio promo. Yes, because it was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, both of you make no sense. You and Seth make no sense. Like, what? Are, what's the problem here? So, as he's saying that, he tells his guys to run down on him, which is Alistair Black and Humberto. Herbie. They just have a fight with Seth and Buddy Murphy. We have no idea where Austin Berry is. Remember my corona. Yeah. That's my guess, anyway. It's either that or he spoke out. Either one, yeah. True, true. And the stuff, the tag team match was. It was okay until the end. Because, okay. Seth and Murphy. If I'm not mistaken, I think they won. Then they just tried to beat up Humberto. They, they kept trying to eye thing him. They put the the Rey Mysterio mask on him and they kept trying to eye thing him and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Alistair Black kept coming back to help him. It wasn't working. And Seth just said, fuck it, and curb stomped him. And that was into Humberto. Yeah. And ran. I'm like, okay. Uh, that that was weird. If I'm not mistaken, Murphy and them won. Yeah, that's what I said. They won, and they tried to I think Humberto. Yeah. And then we had the tag team match, the mixed tag match, Drew McIntyre in Asuka versus Dolph Ziggler and Sasha Banks. My baby this- this match was, it was good, but like the one thing that kept bothering me was every time somebody goes for the tag, they were going for the tag like their partner can save them. When in reality, the partner, they have the other guy has to get out and the fresh person has to get in because it's you can't have male on female violence. Like I didn't understand that. Did you? No, like that bothered me too. That actually bothered me too. I equate yeah. it to like, like in the visual, like lucha rules, how they mm-hmm. don't have to tag. Once the other person tags, you don't have to tag. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. But like, Dolph did it. Sasha did it. It was like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, you know that you could just tag and like it'll switch the whole person. Like, whatever. But, like, the rest of the match was, was pretty good. Sasha actually got the pin on Asuka, which made me go, oh, that means Asuka's winning at the pay-per-view. But now things look like, I don't know. But, yeah, like, that was Monday Night Raw. It wasn't that bad. It was it could have been better. It yeah. could have been better. Not gonna lie, it could have been better. Yeah, it could have been way better, but it wasn't like a horrible show, you know? Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it just it just could have been better. We've had horrible Raws, like. Oh, we had a lot of them. Honestly, like this whole week, the most horrible one was Raw, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, it wasn't bad. 
Fighter Fan thing, of course, Greater Maker Match was way better. So. What about Impact? Impact was forgettable, so it might have been actually worse, to be honest with you. <laughs> what the hell? I, I actually felt like I, I wasted my time. Y'all, I have a pet peeve with Impact. And I'm talking oh. to y'all, the listeners, not him, because he already knows, right? Mm-hmm. Every fucking time I don't fucking watch, something fucking happens. When I go to watch, Snorfest. I feel like I'm a fucking Pokemon Snorlax like that. Look it up if you don't know who the fuck he is. But dude, they did the aces. That was it. Which we have a theory. And we're going to tell the listeners. Yeah, not an awesome theory. But Ooh, yeah, want to go through that? Yeah, so we have a theory that Aces and the Eights will probably be back and be led by Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows. Or, uh huh, Eric Young. Yes. So yeah, those are our theories. Because originally you said that it could be Carl Anderson. And Lou Gallows, which I'm totally fine with. That would have been fine. Like, it could have been a really club esque, because right now they don't have nobody in the roster that was cool that was in the original Ace and Nate. Mm hmm. but if you look backstage, and I don't think he could be in the ring anymore. Right. Like, they're missing a bunch of people, so at this point they need to rebuild. Mm hmm. So it's them and whatever, but. Carl has never been a leader, per se. That's true. I think he can't do it, but he's never been a leader. He's always played to like Finn or AJ or whatever. AJ mm-hmm. is fucking like catalyst that made me think about this, right? When they were to have another D, he was basically the second fan. So why not just have uh, Eric Young be the leader and he'll be like the AJ replacement type of thing? That will work. And it will be like Impact's version of um, the club. I agree with that. Which, you know, Impact never, like, shies away from copying WWE or anything else for that matter. Yeah, they definitely copy a lot of shit. Yeah. Personally, like, I like your ideal better because it's more original. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, more than likely it'll be mine because they kind of hinted at EY coming back. Right. Not unless, like, someone changed their name because... That whole like uh, 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 promo they've been doing lately, y'all. The the God, person from WWE got fired coming in and former world champion, blah blah. We got Rusev slash Miro all along. Uh-huh. Eric now. Wait, his name is Eric. No, apparently it's gonna be Eric Young. Oh, okay. Because they showed a robe with like EY on it, so. Like, I thought EC3 was coming, but that also begs the question, who is going to be the fourth guy in the new main event? Exactly. Because it's Trey Miguel, um, Eddie Edwards, mm-hmm. one more person, and is it Ace Austin? Ace Austin. The last guy? Yes. And Ace Austin. Because it's a mystery person who's just randomly there. 
and it just has no name, just mystery person. So it has to be EC3 or Eric Young. Either one, yeah. If it's Miro, it's going to be a shock to everybody, including me. Because I didn't think that they would even put him in a main event spot. Whoever it is, if it's a returning person to Impact, they have to win the title. Yeah. Like, if it's a new person or returning person, they have to win the title. There's no way that you bring in somebody and they don't win the title. They have to win this title. Especially with all this hype. Yes, like, it's... This is the perfect time to put the title on somebody. Like, even if you don't really care, it's like, yo, put the title on this person, everything will change. Here's the funny part. You know, either way, we're going to have a brand new champion. Yeah. Except for Eddie Edwards, because he has had it before, but, you know. Right. Yeah, that's one. Uh, Nothing Impact did that was kind of interesting though they have a tag team title match which is the north eagle yeah page, uh, ethan page yeah and it's taking part of the game right now i know like the lethal weapon or some shit uh they're going against for some odd reason sammy Callahan and ken shamrock who are not even friends they're enemies they said it right there but isn't that the good part when enemies become friends? Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of weird the way they did it. Ugh. Anything else? That was the only thing that stuck out to me. Like I said, it was kind of a smart thing. Man, it's like, you know something that after that. Um, no. Just Heath Slater teasing that he's going to do something in July. One of those. Yeah. I think it's 18. I mean, that date is, um, the date of Slammiversary? It'd be funny, like, he's actually, like, hinting at that and, like, he goes straight back to the WB. That would actually be funny. <laughs> Because that would be cool to have him attack Drew McIntyre after he beats Dolph. Yeah. Oh, you brought up EC3. Speaking of him, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently he did one of his internet promos and he's looking at going to fucking um, AEW. Which I think is going to be like a red herring. But yeah. Gallows and Anderson did the same thing. Yeah. So you want to talk about Fighter Fest or either one? Cause they both were good to me. Okay, let's start with Fighter Fest. I honestly think fucking production wise, fucking Great American Bash is better, but they both were good. Go ahead, Fighter Fest. Okay, it started off with MJF and Wardlow versus Jurassic Express. That tag match was fucking awesome. It was. It was. Like, I didn't expect it, but it was fucking awesome. Now, as always, you always watch AEW and NXT at the same time, and I watch one one day and the other one the other day. You pointed out fucking MJF 
you're pink for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that, that's not your color, bro. Like, I like you, but that's not your color. Why? It just looked weird. Like, like it didn't work for him. Like, certain people could wear certain colors. That's not his color. I like it just because it was different than his usual gear. Like, but he came out in a muumu though, so that threw me off. Yeah, I, I forgot who said it was a muumu. Was it Jericho or was it Excalibur? By the way, Jericho was uh, on commentary the whole night. I think it was Jericho. Oh. Okay. But yeah, he came out in a muumu, and that was weird as hell. But that match was like it overachieved because I just thought it was, hey, another throwaway match. It overachieved like Luchasaurus was busting his ass out there. Wardlow was busting his ass. MJF and Jungle Boy was kicking ass. And it ended like, I don't understand like they keep teasing that Wardlow and MJF are going to split. And like they did it again and I don't think that they're going to split. Like, I don't think it's... I don't know. I just, it's starting to bother me now. Did you hear what was said? <laughs> you always fail? He, yeah, he said something to that effect. Yeah, like, he kept... He said that, but it's like... Dude, you make him fail. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's what pissed me off. It was like, he said it, and I know he said it to get heat, but it's like... That makes no sense. Like, you're always the one dropping the ball. Yeah. Because what happened then, was, uh, Lord Love was holding, was it Luchasaurus? Yes, it was Luchasaurus. And he was about to punch him with the ring, which I don't know how the hell the referee gets speed at. And, like, somehow, like, he moved up the way, the referee didn't see it, he punched forward low. Press one. So right before, mm-hmm. you know, like right after he hit him, he's like, like, you can't do anything right or some shit. Something like that. Which if he would just punch him and not inside that, I'd be like, oh, okay, that was a mistake. But like, you came in his back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good match. It was a real good match. And then MJF tweeted this and I laughed because it makes sense. Yeah. In the overall story. He goes, we may have lost, but I've never been pinned. Or submitted. Like, <laughs> and I'm, you know what? You haven't. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, you're still undefeated by yourself. I was like, what the fuck? Because the other loss he has was, I believe, in like a four-way or three-way or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, that happened. Yep. And then what was next? Okay, so... Full spoiler... Coming in this full spoiler. Last week, when we did the review, 
I shit all over this match. I said, this match is garbage. This match is just, this, this fucking, this is fucking sucks. It makes no sense. I'm, I'm walking back that take and I'm man enough to admit I'm walking it back. Cause Kishida Bert, I mean, not Kishida. Kishida versus Penelope Ford. It was kind of awesome. For once, you're actually wrong about something because it's normally me that has to take hit back. <laughs> yeah. This time, I'm actually glad I'm wrong about that. Yeah, like, she, like, Ford went in, like, going in, she was green, but I don't know, like, she did really good. Mm-hmm. All of the Matrix moves and bullshit she did, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I was popping on some of that stuff. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, like, Hikaru Shida still won. Champion. I was like, all right, that makes sense. I don't know where we're going to go from there, but, like, that still makes sense. That actually was my question to you. Like, who do you think is next? I honestly don't know. Like, I want to say that there's going to be a woman. Like, this is what I'm putting. Whoever comes out and challenges Nyla Rose next week is going to be the number one contender eventually. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. So, we went from that match to Jake Hager versus... Like, from the start of the match, I was like, eh, I'm not a fan of this match. Because as soon as the match starts out, like, Jake Hager's wife comes out with him, and I'm like, oh, she's going to cause some kind of interference, and this is how the match is going to end. But, like, it just, like, that's that would sour me on the match. But the match was, eh. Like... You you explain the ending because it's just like, eh. like, okay, Cody's supposed to be the good guy here, but mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm insulting this whole match. Fucking, Goldust came out to help Stardust. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's okay. Jack Swagger and his wife was bitching about it. Yeah, I'm calling them by their old names. I don't care. <laughs> Like, that, I could have sworn that, that feud was over, but hey, whatever. That's what I thought, too. But apparently, we were wrong. Yeah. And apparently, like, apparently his wife is part of the roster now, because they're throwing out there, oh, she's like, she was like Miss America or Miss USA or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I thought she was a former porn star, but it's not just me, because that's what I heard, but whatever. I think that was his other wife. Okay, brain fart, because I almost asked you, wait, he has two wives? But, okay. No. <laughs> but yeah, like, only cool thing about this match, like, honestly, was Cody's gear. Like, that's the only thing I really caught my eye. Yeah, because, like, when 
Dustin came out, it pissed me off because it's like, you guys feud is over. Like, what the fuck? Like, even fucking Jericho was pissed off about it. Like, hmm? what the hell? But it is what it is. Yeah. You're cool. winner and still TNT champion. Cody. Mm. Nightmare. Ropes? No? Okay. Actually, I just found out some stuff about the name. And okay. I'm actually surprised. Okay. So, WWE got the trademark back. Kind of. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They got the trademark back for like them showing stuff on video and showing stuff on television, like you know, like old matches, like for WWE Network and stuff like that. So they can use the Cody Rhodes name for the network stuff. Okay. Now they let go of the part where a performer can use it for television and wrestling and promotion and stuff like that, which means. Cody Rhodes still can file and get Cody Rhodes back. Like he could get the last name Rhodes. They don't want it. Like they don't want it for his performance. They don't want to. They don't want to stop him from using it. They just want to use it for like all of the stuff that's categorized in the network and like the merchandise and stuff that they still are selling from him, which is like toys and all of that stuff. That's still getting like the still revenue money coming in from that. That's what they want. Like, they don't want him to stop using his name in another company. Because if they did, they would have filed for that trademark and said, hey, you can't do this. But yes. that, tra- that trademark is literally out there still for him to use it as a performer. If he really wants it, all he has to do is file for it and he can get it. So it's not like we talked about in like another episode. I'm not sure if it was this episode or last episode where like, Billy Gunn can't use Gunn anymore. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, okay. Because, honestly, the Billy Gunn one, that's... Like, they created that whole entire personality. His name is... Kip whatever. Kip Sop or whatever. This Cody Rose thing is a little murky because he's the son of Dusty Rose, who is a character, but his name is Cody. And, like... He's still his father's kid, so, like, I don't know. Like, he, if I was him, I would still file for it, even if I don't use it, because it's still my legacy name. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, because he, he keeps saying, I don't want to file for it, because I just want to be known as Cody myself. And I'm like, dude, we all know who you are. Even with the Rose name attached, you're still the same person. Like it's not we're, we're not gonna judge you or look at you any different. It's it's the same thing. Just take the name. Like to me, I would honestly feel better if he just took the name. I agree. I feel, like I feel like it's his name. Just take it. Like even if you don't use it, own it. Just fucking own it. Like don't don't be an asshole just because you you and them don't get along. Just take the name back and be like, all right, this is still my name. But yeah, I don't want to use it. But it's my name. I'll be fine. Better use it than Rhodes. Exactly, because the only reason his brother gets to use it is because his brother used it before he came to WWE, which means WWE 
even though they had it, they couldn't trademark it because he legally had it before ever coming to WWE, which means he owns the name Cody Rhodes. I mean, Dustin Rhodes. Isn't there kind of a caveat to that, though? Because <clears throat> he used it before he went to the E, sure. Yep. But he used it when he was in WCW. And that he used it before then, that I, I don't know about. But he, to my knowledge, he only used it in WCW. And it's going to be on WCW, obviously, now. So. No, no, no. That's not it. Okay. So before he ever stepped foot in a WWE ring... He had a few matches under Dustin Rhodes. Okay. So when he went to WWE, he was Dustin Rhodes because, like I said, it's Dusty and Dustin. That's why they they put it together. When he left, because he was using that name on the indies before he got there and he owned that name, he went to WCW and still was that name. Oh, so it's actually his. Yes, he he owns a name because... Even if WWE tried to file a trademark and was like, yo, we want Dustin Rhodes, they couldn't file a trademark because if he pulls up the tape like, yo, I wrestled here before 1991, so I first went using Dustin Rhodes, so they can't claim that they used it first. Got you. Because if WWE created it, then they can go, well, yeah, that's why we, we own it. He created it before he got to WWE. And I think his dad thought that through was like, hey, you use it now, they won't be able to touch it. That's the always been a genius when it comes to like that. Yes. And one thing I want to point out before we leave this Cody Rhodes situation is he came out in a Cody, a nightmare shirt that kind of some like kind of resembles the Great American Bash. Now, this is another reason I hate the AEW fans. Mm-hmm. Soon as they saw that shirt, they go, shots fired, shots fired. Yeah, Cody, you tell them for using your dad's stuff and not giving them the respect that they deserve. I was about to make that joke, too. I was about to say shots fired. <laughs> yeah. But Cody clearly, clearly got on an interview. Somebody asked him about it. He said... Yo, I'm not even sweating that. My dad built that. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he built that for me, and that's why he named it that. But he's like, dude, he's like, he they can use it. He's like, I have no problems with them using it. I don't care. He's like, I don't care. He's like, my dad probably would have let them use it. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not sweating that. He's like, as long as they put on a good show and don't dishonor the name, I'm fine with it. He's like, they can use it. I don't care. We're just going to do what we want to do over here. We're not worried about that. He's like, I'm not worried about that personally. That's not my thing. He said, I don't care. He's the like, only one that really had a problem with it was his sister. You know. Yes. I mean? When he explained to his sister, when he explained about his sister, he said, my dad made Great American Bash for me, and for my sister, he made Starcade. He said, "This one is." He said, "This one is my event." He said, "I don't care if they use it. I'm not." He's like, "I'm not. I'm not going to try to stop them. I don't care." And he's he's been saying that a lot for a lot of things that Dusty has built that they use. He's like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't care because." long as they don't disrespect my dad's name, he's like, that's fine. 
And he said, they always hold my dad in high regards. That's why I'm cool with it. He's like, I don't care. But of course the AEW fans, shots fired, shots fired. Ha <laughs> ha, you tell him, Cody. You tell him. There was shots fired, but it wasn't by Cody. Oh, we're about to talk about that. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like I respect Cody for that, though. Like, I may not like a lot of things he does, but I respect him for that. Because, like, to me, that shows, like, the respect level that he has for his dad's work. And it's like, yo, let them, like, let them honor my dad. Let them do great for that. He's like, that's cool. We're just going to do what we're going to do over here. Like, he doesn't want it back. Like, if he got it back, it would be... Like he even said, he was like, if he got it back, what would we do it? We're trying to create something new. Let them have the past. Let, like, we'll create something new. It's yeah, fine. It's more or less him trying to build his own legacy than, like, living off his dad. Exactly. And plus, another thing he said, he was like... another. He's like, another thing is, like, my dad helped built that whole entire place over there. He was like, so for them to honor him, he was like, that makes sense. And somebody was like, well, isn't that counter-programming? He was like, he's like, this is a business. We we should be trying to go at each other. He was like, this is just, he's like, this is a thing. He's like, this is just a business. Yeah. He was like, I don't have a problem with that. I'm like, I'm like, that makes sense. And he, as soon as he came up with the shirt, everybody just Oh, shots fired. And I'm just looking at it like, okay, this is my dad's thing. This is me now. It's his shirt. That's it. Like, that's what I seen. I didn't see, oh, shots fired because they got the Great American Bash. I'm making a Great American Bash t-shirt. It was more him honoring his dad. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I seen. And if if AEW Marks wasn't so AEW Markish, they would look at it and be like, oh, he's giving a shout out to the Great American Bash, the WWE thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. But like, I I didn't see, like, I didn't see it like that. Like, I don't know, yo, like, not to change the subject too much, but like, a while ago, you brought up like a dream, like, scenario that we could have, right? Where mm-hmm. we could have, like, an actual world collide, which would actually probably be, like, a WrestleMania, where we would have people from other companies show up, you know what I mean, AEW, New Japan, whatever, whatever, all in one house. Mm-hmm. The way these marks work, like, we're never gonna get that, especially that with AEW, you know? It's just... I, like, I've been saying that for months and months and months. I'm not a WWE mark. Yes, I watch WWE and I've been a WWE fan forever. WWE is still not even my favorite promotion. No. That's that's real. The fan base in AEW is so young and toxic that I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, some of the stuff they say and some of the, like, some of the stuff they say, some of the, like, it's just, like, you guys aren't getting it. And it's bothering me. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go into a little rant right now. Because, like, it bothers me so much. 
Like, I've been saying that I have young female fans that I talk to all the time that are, like, super hardcore wrestling fans. And they always tell me, they always say the same thing. Once AEW is over, they're like, I enjoyed the show. I just can't deal with these AEW fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I, I told them, I was like, I agree. And they're like, no, you don't get it. Like, they're so obsessed with AEW being the top promotion. Like, it doesn't make sense. It was like, it was like, it's, it was like, yeah, the product is good, but it's not, it was like, it's not the best in the world, like everybody is saying. And then they try to bury every other promotion. And it's like, I told him, I was like, I totally agree. I just, that's why I'm getting back to the DW because of the fans. Because they just, they just annoy the shit out of me. You kind of got to tune them out, you know? It's, it's hard, it's, but you got to do it. Yeah, it's, no, it's like really hard because I do have some friends that are AEW marks because like, I'll like I'll be talking about something and they'll always point out, well AEW did this. And I'm like, can you just shut the fuck up? Just like let it go. <laughs> no, no, but like I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not trying to just shit on WWE. It's like, but AEW did this. I'm like, all right, whatever. Just like you like the conversation is done after they just keep trying to tell me how great AEW is. Like we were like we review it every week, every fucking week, and we don't say anything bad about it. The only bad thing we come out of it saying is we hate the fans. That's the only thing we ever say bad. When we talk about AEW, the only thing we hate is the fans. Like it's a different level of respect, and we hate the fans. Yeah. Like, originally, like, me, me personally, like, because you're different, like, you're way more addicted than, than I am. I'm more addicted now, lately. When we started this shit, I used to hate the fucking show. And I, I think I had that toxic mindset and whatever. And it was due to the set, that the, like, the whole, them thinking they're superior. You know what I mean? That's what their fans think. And I hate that, you know what I mean? So, by them thinking they're superior, I'm like, you know, I got the toxic mindset of like, no, fuck that. You ain't better than me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a WWE fan, but like, then I started to be toxic and I didn't see the flaws that WWE had at the time either. Because WWE had many, many. But AEW slowly, as a company, they slowly like progressed and gotten way better. Yeah, still hit and miss with a lot of things, but you know, they, they're good. I enjoy a lot of episodes. Yeah, like, I do too, like, it's really funny because we come on here and the first thing we say about AEW is like, yo, not, like, we're not haters at AEW, like, we're still trying to show it love, and then for 30 minutes we give a fucking glowing, loving review about how great AEW was. Like, that happens every fucking week. We come in here and put out the disclaimer, we're not trying to hate, like, we're going to start hating, like, shit. And about 30, 40 minutes go by, we're talking about how great the show was. Like, literally, it's been times I've walked into the segment going, yo, I hate this shit. I'm like, I fucking love that show. (laughs) 
if you guys can hear it, like we come on right before we say AEW, be like, yo, we're not trying to hate it all, but like, yo. And then like as the like as the show progresses, I'm talking about it. We're like, yo, we love that AEW show. It, like people was like, wait, what? Like, I thought you guys hated it. No, we, we loved it. Yeah, we do. It's just we hate the fans. Like we hate the fans. Yes. Like we hate them. Like toxically hate them. But they kind of made me toxic, you know what I mean? And, and I, I regret it. So. Yeah, like, I just, like, I just don't, like, I don't want to hear anything from the fans. And I know you, like, I know people are probably like, well, what about the toxic WWE fans? Dude, it's been so long that I've tuned out toxic WWE fans. It's It makes no sense. It used to be a point where I used to go to sleep on Raw. Like, that's how bad it was. Yes. Like, it was fucking garbage. Like, he can tell you, I literally would go to sleep on Monday Night Raw. That's how fucking trash it was. While I'm on the phone. Yes. Like, halfway through, I'm like, hello? And you're like, silent. Like, fuck, you fell asleep. (laughs) Like, that's how bad Monday Night Raw was. WWE does not, like, it has a lot of flaws, but... Like, it's just, it's just fucking wrestling. And I tune out the toxic WWE fans. I mean, lately I have acquired a lot of toxic WWE fans just to combat the toxic AEW fans. So I could look at my timeline and instead of seeing how people praising AEW, people are shitting on AEW because they're WWE fans. I'm like, ah, it makes sense now. Like, my timeline is in a balance. It's equal. Like, I'm like, like, things need to be balanced. Yes. Balance in the universe. <laughs> yes. Now, back to balance in the universe, back to AEW, this is where the shots was fired. Taz <laughs> so, came out and cut a promo with Brian Cage. Now, okay. Now, I actually felt really bad when I heard, like, when I heard this promo, because the first thing popped in my mind was like why hasn't Taz been talking for all these years like the fuck like yo and somebody compared them to Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar and I would literally nut my pants if it was a Paul Heyman versus Taz just talk off like I would nut my pants like they're fucking phenomenal on the mic exactly like you forget his ECW work, too. Like, he was great on the mic then, too. Exactly. Like, it's been so long since he's been able to beat Taz. That's what, like, that's what I'm like, what the fuck? But, yeah, he cut a promo on Moxley. And every week he cuts his promo on Moxley because of the coronavirus. I get mad at him for turning a work, I mean, turning a shoot into a work. And that kind of bothers me. But at the same time, it seems like, yeah, I can kind of buy it. <laughs> yeah, because basically he he said that Moxley is scared of Brian Cage no, and he doesn't fight no. him. He said, and I quote, "This is the part that that fucked everybody up." I think because like we're not used to non PG like shows. I think right. So every time they come across, it's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Call him a chicken shit. <laughs> like you call yeah. him a chicken shit. Like, he went off on Moxley. Yeah. 
then this is where the shot was fired. He said, you should have came here. We do testing every week. It ain't like we want a sloppy shot. Basically taking a shot at WWE for their Corona thing. Then you like, see Brian Cage in the background like, how, how? <laughs> yeah, like, me, in my mind, the first thing I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that, I was like, that's a cool shot. And then, the, then it hit me in the back of my mind was like, oh, shit, you have to go on the internet in a few seconds and watch all of those trolls just talk about, look, they, they're shit on WWE. Fuck WWE. It's like, like, what the, like, yeah, WWE are assholes and they fucked up and they're a piece of shit for the coronavirus thing. But like, it's, it's not that deep. Like, it went on for fucking hours of people with this whole Taz shot. And it's like, all right. I, like, like you, they made me kind of hate it, but like, you can't hate it because it's Taz. Like, for once, I was okay with shots taken. You know, that's always my pet peeve. So yeah. Okay with it. But they, they made a actual in two weeks match for Fight for the Fallen. It's going to be Cage and Moxley for the title. So apparently the match for next week is canceled. Yes, it's canceled. Okay. And it's funny because people was like, why are they having Fight for the Fallen in two weeks? And I'm just thinking in my mind, I was like, you know, last year they did the exact same thing. Oh, like shit. now they just have a like, yeah. It's like now they just have a TV show. Like they did the same thing last week. I mean last year. Why are you guys surprised? Wasn't both on Twitch or something? No, they were on um BR Live. Okay. Great. So the next match happened, which I liked the match a little. I hated the outcome. So. It was the private party with Matt Hardy, the party Hardy, versus Proud and Powerful. Now, this match was good, and the winner of this gets a title shot at the Tag Team Champs. Now, the thing that pissed me off about this match was Proud and Powerful lost. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yo, they're the second best tag team in the world, and they lost. Like the should have been in that match. Man, like I'd like I don't know where they're going with it, but I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that. Cause with what happened and I'm not I'm gonna let you talk about it. With what happened at the end of the show, right? Hmm? All of those are faces. And you know my whole face heel dynamic, whatever. Like I'm old school when it comes to that, so I prefer that. We're gonna get private party are faces and the other people are faces and the other people are faces. You know? I'm I'm just saying we're gonna get into that because there's a whole lot of stuff I wanna dig into that main event. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like I'm gonna let you get into it, but you know. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Like had it been fucking private and powerful, all of that would make a lot more sense. Yes. And then we got into like, while the tag team match is going on, Orange Cassidy is out there, and him and Chris Jericho start beefing, and they almost start a fight. Wait, that's not true. Okay. Orange Cassidy was just chilling, being him. <laughs> his, his lazy self, and Jericho getting pissed off for no fucking reason. 
Well, he wanted to beef with him. <laughs> and he just said in there, like, he threw water at him or something like that. And that's yes. when Arj got pissed off. Like, he kicked the yes. chair and whatever. That was, that was fucking hilarious. And it was and- so fucking funny. Because it took, like, five motherfuckers to hold um, Jericho. But it only took um, Pineapple Pete to hold Arn Cassidy. Yes. Pretty fucking yes. weird because Arn Cassidy, Pineapple Pete, it's a true punch. Take it. I made it. I, it hate me. <laughs> I hate you and now that's canon. <laughs> Fruit punch. And he didn't even hold him. He held him by the collar. Yeah, like that. <laughs> fucking hilarious. And see, you people think we hate AEW. What's wrong with you guys? Like, it's so much good. Like, you can't hate on every single thing. It's so much good. Like, the good out, like, weighs the bad. Exactly. Same could be said about, like, a lot of companies, you know? That'd be mm-hmm. included. That's true. But, yeah, the, the main event. Now, the way that this started off, like, if you've been a fan of the best friends for a long time, this would pop you. So for those of you who don't know, by the way, he doesn't mean us. He means Trump and Chuck Taylor. Yes. (laughs) And Chucky T. Yo, his mom has been to a bunch of wrestling events. And one time in New Japan, it was New Year's Dash. He had a tag team. He had a six-man tag match, and his mom was there. And he just yells out in the middle of the match, "Hey, my mom's here!" It's like, dude, what the fuck? So after the match, after they won, he runs up in the stand and gives his mom a hug. And it's like, what are you doing? And Chucky T came up and hugged his mom too. And it was like, what, Did what? They do no huh? Did they do that whole Okada effect where they like zoom out? No, no, no. They didn't do that in Japan. Oh shit! But it like it was so like it was so cute and weird that it was like oh my god, this is so funny. Here's the funny part. I mm-hmm. thought it was an actor. I didn't. I didn't know it was his actual mom. Excuse me. Yes, is this actual mom? So she pulls up in a minivan and dropped them off for the main event. And then, like, he goes to walk away, and she tells Trent, you're not going to give me a kiss for good luck? I was like, oh, my God. And he had to come back and give her a kiss. Now, here's a funny thing, because, like, I saw this tweet earlier. It, it was about Chucky e. T and Trent and Trent's mom and Tony Nese. So they were at a wrestling match, and... She smacked the shit out of Tony Nese to help Trent and Chucky win. And Tony Nese was like, she never liked me. She slapped me. <laughs> it, it, that was fucking hilarious. So, no, but best I popped for that because, like, he, um, what's his name? Um, the announcer guy. Roberts? Who? Oh, oh the Just- Justin Roberts. There you go, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, uh um, Come to the ring. Driven to the ring by Trent's mom. I'm like, <laughs> really? Fucking like, you just announced that? <laughs> like, 
That shit was fucking hilarious. So they come to the ring, and once they get to the ring, FTR goes to sit by the announcers. It's like, oh, they're watching. Yeah. Then Hangman comes out, and then Kenny comes out, and we start the tag match. Like, this tag match was good, but it wasn't as good as Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy's match. How weird is that, right? Yeah, I, like, I thought this match would be, like, super still to show. And it's a shame, because I thought it was just me. And everybody that I've talked to about this tag match was like, yeah, it wasn't as good as the opener. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. But apparently, like, that, that's what it was. And it was like, like stars did a Kenny Omega and whatnot. Like, yeah, it's like you have the top guys there, and it's like this is supposed to be a blowaway tag match. And the best friends like almost won that match three or four times, and it was like, all right, this like new tag champs, nope, new tag, nope. And it was just like it was super, like it was super weird and. Kenny and Hangman wound up winning the match. I'm like, okay. So, here's the part where we're about to get into a lot of theory crap. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny and Hangman win the match. They're there, and FTR comes in the ring with beers. Gives one to Hangman, gives one to Kenny. Kenny acts like he's going to drink it and pours it out. And that pisses off Hangman and MTR. Like, dude, why would you pour out a good beer? And the Bucks had to come out and stop and stop them from beating up Kenny. And like, they're holding back Kenny, but FTR is with Hangman holding him back. I'm like, that, I'm like that's kind of weird. That's not I, how this is supposed to work. I called that a long time ago. Like, there's dissension. Like, they've been cool for a while, but they're about to break apart. Yes, but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that ties into a lot of things. So two days ago, somebody was talking on the internet about Kenny turning heel. And he was like, yeah, it's never going to happen. I'm like, well, what if the tag team goes heel? He was like, yeah, that could never happen. I'm like, no, what if what if that one day Kenny just actually turns heel and they turn the tag team heel? And he's like, you know, that could be cool. And I was like, yeah, that's that's still a possibility. Now, that's not what I'm theory crafting. Earlier today, Sean Spears just randomly out of fucking nowhere posted a Roman numeral four. Now, okay, yeah, like everybody's like, all right, that's random. But hours before that, the screenshot of FTR holding Hangman back. Somebody posted under it. That's Orn, Telly, and Barry Wyndham. You know who liked it? FTR and the Hangman. Oh, shit. He's like, what? That's weird. So, under the four that Sean Spears posted, you know who liked it? Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., who was backstage and who's going to probably wrestle next week. Okay. Dax and Hangman all like the four under 
John Spears for? And it's like, wait a minute. This is too much conspiratorial thing because you know that Hangman, I mean, that Sean Spears is managed by Tully Blanchard. Yes. If they bring some variation of the Four Horsemen, which we have actually talked about before, to AEW, mm, mm, that's all I can say. Mm. That would be beautiful. My yeah. only caveat would be Brian Pillman Jr. You know what I mean? Like, he, he would be great on it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love Brian Pillman Jr., but they'll probably try to work him as crazy like his father and whatever. And if they do that, remember um, Brian Pillman almost like the destruction of them? Yes. And, like, I kind of don't want that for them. Like, if they let him be him, cool. But if they, like, go with the narrative making him crazy, the, um, what was it, the Loose Cannon Part 2? Yes. You don't want that? No, no. Let, let the Loose Cannon be someone else in the group, you know? Yeah. I guess, I guess Hangman. Like, let him be, a, like, a fucking pissed off drunk. That will work. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really hoping that they do a, a four horsemen type thing. Long as not fortune, fortune four. Yeah, not no fortune four. <laughs> so now to the great American bash. This show, I called it. I fucking called it. I said. Yo, they should have a set for the Great American Bash. And what did they do? They had a set for the Great American Bash. Nice set too. Yeah, it was it was nice. I was like, okay, they're at like this. This makes sense. I like the fucking um, in your house long better, but this one was not bad at all. I think if they keep doing stuff like this randomly. They're going to keep having sets and they're going to keep being cool. They're going to push the fucking quote-unquote main roster to do it. Which I hope is a thing. You know that the main roster always is a fucking rip-off of NXT no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So it started off with the four-way. The elimination four-way. I... I don't know. It could have been better... I think it could have been better, but it was good, but it could have been better. I felt like I felt like it was a lot of missed opportunities there, but like they didn't take them and I was like, eh, oh, it is what it is. So me and you were wrong with our prediction. Like you had a you agreed with me with my prediction, but you also had a, a side prediction for this. Yeah, I did like what happened, I didn't think happened at yeah. all. Like, that actually fucked me up. The first person out was Candace, And I didn't see that coming, like, in the first five minutes. Like, in the first five minutes, she was gone. You really wanted... You, like, your heart of hearts, you wanted her to win. Yes. Like, she was the first out. Mm-hmm. And then it was Mia Yim. And then... It was down to Dakota and Tegan. And I thought, right off the back, I said, all right, Dakota's taking this. It's over. You're right. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
and fucking Tegan Knox, she won. I was just as shocked as she was when she won. She was fucking shocked. Your new number one contender. Yes, I did not see that. Man. It's like, I'm really shocked. Which again brings me to the whole heel face dynamic again, right? Mm-hmm. Our current women's champion is a face, and Tegan's a face. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. I mean, NXT is NXT, so they do their own thing, which I'm always happy about, but yeah. Yeah, but we just argued that same thing for um the the player circle. Not That's not that guy thing. Private party. Private, private party. party. And yeah. Hangman and Omega, which really needs a fucking... They need a name. They need a name because it's really long saying both names. They need a name. Hangmega. Hangmega or Old Page, <laughs> whatever. They need a name. There you go. Yeah. Cowboy shit. Okay, let's go with cowboy shit. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. Then we cut backstage to a promo for Damian Priest. Now, here's the funny part about this Damian Priest promo. Like, he started off sounding one way, and then he totally turned it around. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he started off sounding happy and chipper, and he literally started off was like, hey, I want to challenge Cameron Grimes. It just slashed my tires. And it was like, all right, why are you so happy? Then he got angry, and I'm like, all right, now why are you angry? Like, you should have been angry at the first part when he was talking about slashing the tires. I was like, this right? makes no sense. It was so, it was so weird. This whole, like, feud makes no sense. I'm not hating on it. It just doesn't. Like, that's, that's the truth. Like, yeah. It's a feud. It just, it's weird. Yes. I, I like I like I like I said I was very shocked. <laughs> but yeah, it, like he basically called them out and said, "Hey, our match eventually." All right. Then we had the fucking handicap match that I did not see it going the way that it went. Me neither. Rhea Ripley whooped both of their asses. Like, just whooped both of their asses. Like, she put them in her finisher. Both of them in her finisher. One arm each. Like, the fuck? See, that strong motherfucker. Like, what the hell? Yes! It was like, the fuck? I was just so, like, I was just so broken. Like, oh my god. She just fucked them up so bad. That one did pretty good, though, for this match, though. Like, yeah. he's a comedy act. Like, he's the new Zack Ryder. I know he was supposed to be originally, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, she's not joining the Robert Strong brand anytime soon. Nope. But like, damn. 
That's just the way she just demolished them. But damn. Yeah. Then we had a carrying cross Scarlet Prone. They basically threatened somebody. They didn't say who. They just threatened somebody. I like, think I, whoever the um, next to champ is going to be. Remember, they're shooting for that. Yes. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Okay. After one of the best matches of the night. So I'm putting this as the second best match of the night on all shows. It was Oni Lorcan versus Timothy Thatcher. Oh my god. It was a fucking fight. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Every fucking minute of it. It was like, fucking great. Like you heard my reaction. All I said was, oh my god. So you, you yes. know that shit was fucking crazy. It was it was so good. Punches, slaps. Like submission, submission, punch, like throws. It was like, yes, this, this is what I want to see in my NXT. It was just fucking brutal, just fucking brutal. Like that Japanese strong style, even though neither one of these motherfuckers are Japanese. Yes, it was so good. I just, I loved it so much. It was, it was one of those matches. It made me just go, yes, this is what I love. And Timothy Thatcher wound up winning. I was like, man, that's... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck he does after this because that match was so good. Like, I don't think you should ever have another match because, shit, I don't think you can top that. Yeah, because remember, right before this, he had the match with Riddle, which was, like, that strange like, cage match and all that. So. Yes. I like that cage match, though. Yeah, it, it was good, but, like, like you just said, where do you go from there? Yeah, I don't know. Then we had the Keith Lee, Adam Cole, like, backstage video thing for the setup next week. Uh Now, I saw and, like, got a whole preview of a spoiler of what happens next week. Guess it was taped this week. Yeah, I have a spoiler of what's going to happen. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but like that's why when we do our predictions, like when the whole card is announced, I'm not going to give my review of this because i seen the spoiler and i just seen the spoiler. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it off the podcast, how you feel about that. But yeah. So they went to the Dexter Loomis and Roger Strong Stratton. I don't know, like, it was funny spots in this, but I don't know, like, I feel like, where do you, like, where do they keep going from here? No, 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 no. You can't talk about this match without talking about that beginning promo. Could that fuck both of us up? Like, no, no, you can't do that. Dude, they had a fucking promo of Roger Strong, but the thing was, it was Roger Strong with a beard, and he's talking. And it's like, okay. Because you asked me, he was like, dude, like, did he have a beard? I'm like, I don't think so. Like, and he's talking. And then all of a sudden, as he's talking, he morphs into Dexter Loomis for a second. It's like, mm-hmm. what just happened? <laughs> it goes back to being Roderick Strong. And it literally was, it 
at the end of it, it focused on Roderick Strong's face with the beard. And it's like, well, I guess he has a beard now. It cuts to regular television. Roderick Strong is coming out with no beard. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it, was so it, was, random. it was similar to like the in your house fucking um, entrance with Johnny Gargano being literally in the fucking house. Like that, that's what I equated it to. Yes, like they literally should have did that for fucking man. That, that bothered the fuck out of me. <laughs> like what the fuck? But yeah, Roderick Strong got his ass beat. Fucking Bobby Fish came and got his ass beat, and Loomis just choked out Roderick Strong match over. I'm like, oh okay. That... Now where does he go? Who does he kill now? By the way, little Easter egg, we both find out during this match, if it was a thing before this match, I guess we'll both apologize, but apparently Loomis' finisher is called The Silent. Yes. I like that. Me too. But yeah, that's what happened there. So they go backstage to do a Cameron Grimes fucking interview. This, I don't know why, I was just so angry because he walked in this happy and laughing. Goes, ha ha! Yeah, I'm Cameron Grimes. Man, I'm, man, I don't care who wins that title match. I'm getting a title shot. What about Damian Priest? Ha ha! Bye! And he just walks off and it's like, you didn't even answer the question. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was so random. And McKenzie tried to walk and get the rest of the interview and Candice LeRae walks by with Johnny, and then Mia Yim just assaults the shit out of her, and Johnny is trying to stop him, and Swerve stops Johnny. It's like, oh, okay. Like, all right, that that's a thing. That's so, evening to you. Yeah. Then we go back to the ring. And we have Escobar. Santos Escobar and something something Phantasma. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. The legacy of Phantasma. Basically. And they come out. They're fucking like they're talking. And they're talking about the death of Lucha. And all of a sudden some new music hits and it's Drake Maverick. And he's ready for a fight. And he gets beat down. And then these two guys run out. And the first thing I say to you is, dude, the Lucha Bros are here. You was like, oh, what are they doing? Or, oh, they must be there for the tag title match. I was like, what? No. We're talking about NXT. He's like, wait, they came to NXT? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's Brizango. Those Lucha Bros. How oh, dare you call me on that? <laughs> yeah. That fucked your head up. <laughs> it did. It did. How dare you call me on that? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was. Also, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, these motherfuckers are not Lucha. Like, they're not Cruiserweight. Like, well. No. Fucking, fucking Breeze. Like, you could argue that because he wrestled on fucking 205 for the longest. But they taught his shit. Yeah. Big Dago's definitely not a cruiserweight. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had a Mercedes Martinez 
promo. And I'm not gonna lie, I was I was kind of fucked up when it came on because it caught me off guard. Because as soon as it came on, she said, "I'm Mercedes." And I was about to say, "Wait, Sasha Banks is going by her real name now?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh shit, no, Mercedes Martinez." Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> oh shit! Like it did fuck me up. She said she's wrestling next week, and I'm ecstatic because we've been fans of Mercedes Martinez for a long time and I don't mean just like oh just in the last few years literally as long as we knew each other we've been fans of Mercedes Martinez so that's how long we knew of her and we're just happy she's here not putting our ages out there but we've known each other double digits so y'all can fucking think of it (laughs) yes and I'm not gonna I'm still not putting our age out there but I think around the time that we fell in love with Mercedes Martinez, she was just starting to wrestle. Just saying. Probably so, because that happens a lot with us. Yes. But uh, one thing, though, when they came back after that promo, they announced the six-man tag, which I believe is for next week. I'm not sure. Oh, I was going to get into the matches that they announced for next week. So they announced so far Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest. Okay. They announced a sick man, um, Esca de la Lucha versus El Fantasmo's crew. Yeah, that just fucked you up, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eve Lee versus Adam Cole, Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim in a street fight. They didn't announce the Johnny match yet. I'm waiting for them. And I'm suspiciously like, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that what happened at what happened in this match has a strange, strange effect on some stuff that's going to happen later on. Okay. So then we had the match Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai. Now, I'm going to start off with the one thing I didn't like about it. Okay. It was 13 minutes. Yeah, they didn't have that much time. You know, like, yes. They <laughs> yes. That's like, I didn't like that because they only had 13 minutes and this match was great. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody, everybody that I have talked to, heard from, even the analysts, everybody has said this match was great. One, they needed more time. One, they have to do it again. And next time the title should be on the line. Yes. Everybody has said those three things, and I I totally agree with two of those things. I don't agree that the title should be on the line. I actually disagree with you, and then I agree with them. The title should be on the line. Well, here's why. The match was great. The way it ended... Okay. Here's how it ended. So... First of all, before you get into how it ended, I want to talk about how it started, though. Right? Uh-huh. Like, I love Sasha. She treated this shit like it was a fucking actual pay-per-view. It was reminiscent of that one takeover when she came out in the car. She came in the car with Bailey. Bailey, by the way, was wearing a Sasha jacket. You know? mm-hmm. And they came out with Ryu. Which is Sasha's dog. I just had to bring up Ryu. Get out to her. 
Yes. Yeah. Wait, you want me to go? No, no, like go to the ending. Like you gonna like, talk about the ending. I just had to talk about the beginning though. Oh no. I'm just saying if you guys like wrestling, go out of your way to watch Sasha versus Io Shirai. That's all I can about that match. It was great. But at the ending, Sasha has Eo down. She goes for the frog splash. Now she's an Eddie Guerrero fan, so that perfectly fits. But Eo grabs her and puts her in the crippling cross face. Then why? Like it's just fucking crazy. Not to mention Eo hit her with the six one nine earlier. Like I, I even asked you, I'm like, yo, has Benoit and Eddie ever done that spot like that quick? Like, I don't think it's amazing. I don't think they've ever done that spot that quick. Like, I, I honestly don't. Yeah, that shit was amazing. So, as EO has her in the crippler crossface, Bailey throws the tag title in the ring, and the ref's like, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And then she starts arguing with the ref on the other side to get the tag title back. She leaves one tag title so Sasha can use it. So Sasha goes to grab the belt, but right as she's doing it, Bailey gets dropkicked from Io Shirai. So Sasha goes to grab the tag title so she can hit Io and win the match. But when she grabbed for it, Asuka grabbed the belt. And Sasha's in shock, and Asuka just sprays the mess in her face. Sasha turns around, gets kicked, and knocked out. Io jumps on the rope and does the moonsault and covers Sasha's face when she pins her so the ref can't see it. And got the one, two, three, and that's how Io won. Here's the thing when she was knocked out before all that, she was face down. So yes. when Io did the moonsault, the ref did not fucking see that shit. And not somehow when Eo pinned her, her Sasha pronouns, sorry. Like her leg was covering her face. So I was like, what the fuck? Yes, she made sure that the ref didn't see it. Yeah. That shit was fucking got, amazing. Yeah, she got the one, two, three. So yeah, that was that was that match. Now, what I want to talk about what that sets up. Mm-hmm. How about a tag title match? Tag title? Your response is said, how about a tag title match? Yeah, I'll, I'll be down there. Yeah, and like, the first thing first is like, I would go with, yeah, I'm super hyped for that. But then, like, once again, you go to Twitter and you see something and you're like, wait, what? So, somehow, Asuka was tweeting about the match and tweeting about beating them up. Tweeted back a smiley face. So, she tweeted Kari, hurry up, come yeah. back. Yeah, I seen that. And Run, run, run. I'm on my way. I'm like, wait. Are, are you coming back to join this whole thing, thing even cooler? Like, as soon as I see that, I was like, oh my god, this is so... 
Yeah. So yeah. Like this is like this is gonna be like this feud. I don't know how they're gonna keep it going without the tag titles. Cause they're gonna have to drop the tag titles eventually, but as long as they got the tag titles, everything is on the table. Yeah. Like I feel like this feud is not over because not only does Sasha have to fight Asuka at the pay-per-view, like Bailey still has to get her revenge for getting drop kicked from mm-hmm. Eo. So it's gonna be so like it's so much stuff that they can do. Asuka had to, I mean, Bailey had to defend um, the honor of her best friend against Asuka. Like, it's so many, like, ways you could go with it, you know? Yes. And the funny thing about this is it's distracting us from the bigger picture. But if you see the backstage, like, their backstage interview it's like, oh wait, it's it's still there. Cause did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't click on it. Man, this is this is the funniest thing. Okay. So Bailey is trying to get the green stuff off of Sasha. And Mackenzie Phillips, which is the new chick, comes up and Sasha puts the puts the towel over her face. She's like, I don't want you to see me. And they basically just make fun of Mackenzie for a second. So Mackenzie starts to ask Sasha something. Literally, Bailey grabs the towel, balls it up, shoves it in Sasha's face, and answers. I'm like, what? So like after she finished answering, like she lets go of the towel, and Sasha just says, Yeah. But she has this face, this face like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> And they just walk off. It's like, dude, like, did anybody just see her just bug Sasha like that? And shut her up so she could answer? I was like, wait, there's still, like, there's still underlying tensions here. It's like, it's so crazy that they're not letting this go. It's like, like, everything is happening, but they're like, no, y'all, we're still going to tease our feud with, like, little hints of stuff. It's like, Oh my god, this is this is great. It'd be funny. This go auto with the mania. Like, I doubt it, but it'd be funny. Yo, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, there's so many ways to get the mania with this match. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. And the crazy thing about it is everybody wants this match to happen, but at the same time, Sasha and Bailey are becoming rating draws. Yeah. Like they are like the top talk of WWE. When people talk about WWE right now, they're talking about Sasha and Bill. Yeah. Like, not only as a tag team, they're talking about them as a few, they're talking about them as commentators, they're just talking about them, period. They are the most talked about people in WWE right now. Yeah. Like, so WWE is really relying on them, so I don't know if they want to do the feud right now, but whenever they do the feud, it's main event in the pay-per-view and it's, it's on. Yeah. Seriously. I agree with that. Only reason I would want fucking Sasha to beat EO for the title, and I love EO, just so she could be uh, um, Banks three belts or whatever the hell she says. Yeah, but she still got to beat Asuka, though. Yeah. That's going to be hard. Which I think she's going to wind up doing anyway. So. Yeah, I, I want her to do that. Yeah. 
But yeah, we'll see in like, I think they said two or three weeks from now? I think two weeks, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're almost at the pay-per-view. That's crazy. But yeah, um, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I don't think there's anything else. Do you find anything on Twitter? He finally owns Evolve. Oh, they finally bought it? Okay, cool. Yeah, because they did an ECW with them. They bought them out? So, what? No, no, no. They gave them money and they had a clause in their contract. The clause in the. If you guys fuck up a certain amount of money, we own the company. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. That's what happened. Like they went, they went to a fucking um, bankruptcy, and WWE owns them. Now, what that means is so much for the WWE Network and just WWE. Period. That's so, like, yeah, somebody that like I'm a huge fan of, and I've been waiting for him to get signed somewhere is AR Fox. AR Fox is under Evolve. Now WWE owns Evolve. I think that technically means they own AR Fox. Yeah. I mean, not own him like that, but like own his contract. Yeah. So him coming into WWE is going to be fucking awesome. I think so, yeah. So like it's talent that's under the Evolve banner that are going to be able to be on Evolve. And like you know what else is cool? Like, they'll be able to tell Drew McIntyre's whole origin story. Oh, yeah. Of this and Drew. Because, like, he went to Evolve, and now they have the Evolve tapes to talk about it. That's going to be awesome. They could they could tell the history of Catchpoint, okay. which is Drew, Drew Gulak and Timothy Thatcher. Like, they could talk about that. Like, there's, there's so much they could do. They could show the evolution and Chopper from the beginning. Like, it's so much now that's available to do. This is great. Awesome. Like everything, everything is available now. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little bit hype about that. Yeah, I'm like definitely looking into all that. Yeah, I can't wait till they put it on the network. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, I don't. We're gonna have to come back um, next week and talk about the whole entire Great American Bash and the uh, fight for the Fallen Car. I mean, Jesus. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Yes. Don't be upset because fucking Tony Schiavone did the same thing at the end of the show. So. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, right? Uh huh. What? Okay. Um. My lawyer slash dad slash uh, 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 manager says I need to apologize for my earlier comments in the beginning of the show. So I apologize. Mr. Holiday, you don't have to apologize for anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) that's, That's something I did want to bring up. They're coming, they're coming back to YouTube, but they're coming back to YouTube 
with all the old episodes that we never saw. Okay. For MLW Underground. They said they're going to start airing them on Saturday, so we get to see all of the old shit we never saw. Because they were basically the new version of ECW. Awesome. So, I'm like, I'm excited. They literally, when you watch it, you're like, wait a minute, this is just ECW Part 2. Because they had Joey Styles. They had the referee. They had Sabu. They had everybody that wasn't under contract with WWE. It literally felt like ECW 2. And I want to see the rest of it. I'm excited. Yeah, that you have made me hype for that too. I will look into that. Yes. So yeah, that that's all we got on that right now. So so SmackDown was kind of all over the place and kind of boring and kind of not all the way fun. It wasn't. Definitely wasn't. It started off hot and then it just like everything just cooled off after a certain period. So it started off with Matt Riddle coming out to do an interview with Michael Cole and he talks about how he lost his feet or why he doesn't wear slippers and stuff. And then Corbin came out. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You you had to tell him the actual story because that made no fucking sense. Huh? The story is Matt Riddle went to fucking Wisconsin or somewhere and he kept jumping in and out of the pool and he got frostbite on his feet and his feet started burning and every time he puts his feet in shoes they feel like they're burning. That's why he doesn't wear shoes. Because every, like, he went, like, it was snowing where they were at so they were in a hot tub and snow. He would do that shit too fucking fast. Evidently, no, they had to amputate, amputate his feet and all that. Like, because he had, he had a severe case of frostbite, I believe it's called. Yes. And, yeah, that, that was the thing. He's an idiot. Basically. Idiot. And that's exactly what um, Corbin said when he came out. So, yeah. So, Corbin came out, and he went to not challenge him, but put him in a match against... John Morrison of all people. Made no goddamn sense. The match was awesome. But yeah, like he said, it makes no fucking sense. Like from here on in to me, it went downhill. I don't know about you. No, it was still a couple of bright spots because the match right after that. Because like they had a good match and Morrison was doing a bunch of moves he usually never does on WWE television. But it was good. And of course Riddle won. And then as fucking Morrison and Miz is leaving, just all of a sudden you see AJ get thrown down a, a hallway, and then here comes Drew Galloway. I mean, Drew Gulak. Wrong Drew. So they had a match. It was pretty damn good. Drew AJ like a 20, 30-minute match? Yeah. yeah. That shit was pretty awesome. Like, and, I don't know. Like, I liked it, but I didn't like the finish. I don't know about you. Yeah, we both wanted Drew to win. 
No, not only that, like, it was kind of like overkill. Because yeah. he, he had him with the fucking Styles Clash, and he could have finished it there, but then he picked him up and did, like, hung him on the ropes and hit the phenomenal forearm, right? Okay. Why? Because he wanted to send a message, but it wasn't clear who he was sending a message to. Because he didn't exactly. say it. Exactly. So everybody was like, okay, cool. That That's a thing. But we all know who he's sending a message to. Daniel Bryan. I was going to say Matthew Riddle, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Then they had the segment of segments. The greatest segment of all. The Sasha and Bailey tribute segment. Woo! The Undertaker called up Bailey and said, Bailey, you and Sasha need a tribute segment just like mine's. And ding dong, hello, they had one. You actually did her thing on the podcast. Ain't that some bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) So they're doing this tribute and all I can think about is this tribute. It would be nice when they break up. Yes, which I think it's going to be the same exact one, but like more like segments of them breaking up. Yes. All the clues that we've been putting out there in the, in the universe that nobody's noticing. Just us. Exactly. And there was a bunch more in this segment. Yes. And then Alexa and Nikki came out and basically made fun of them. Made fun of Sasha and Bailey. Pronouns. And then they got in a ring and Sasha goes, you know what? She'll beat you anytime. Like right now. Let's have a match. It Bailey was like, what? And Bailey and Alexa had a match after Alexa slapped Bailey. But they had a match because Sasha said they're gonna have a match. So Sasha basically got her back for all those times. Uh-huh. And then Sasha went on outside and put on the Women's Championship and had the tag belts around her shoulders. Hmm. Hmm. Like, the Billy and Max match was really cool. It was. And so, Bailey beat Alexa. And when she got up, well, no, that's not what happened. Nikki cost her the match because of um, disqualification. Yeah, so an technicality, like, on Bailey won. Yeah, she did win. Yeah. And then she went outside and Sasha gave her the tag belts, but she still kept on the SmackDown Women's title and was holding it and rubbing it while Bailey was on the floor all beat up and looking concerned about her belt instead of Bailey. Hmm. Bailey didn't seem to notice that like she had the belt either, so Nope. Hmm. It's just little clues. Then we had a match that should have happened a year ago. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kofi Kingston. But this time, it wasn't for the WWE title. It just was 
match. And in the match, Biggie was outside and Cesaro was outside. They kept fucking around and they both got kicked out. But Nakamura still won. Yep. Setting up pretty a tag fair. team title match. Huh? I'm not going to say pretty fair if you ask me because like he yeah. did the eye gouge and whatever, but that's not much. Like he could have cheated way worse. Yeah, that, that wasn't cheating. It was just a little bit of cheating. Yeah. That's- and he won the match, and they basically set up the tag title match for next week. But when Cesaro came out, he tried to bring a table into the ring. And I was like, that's weird. Like, maybe that's setting up for Extreme Rules, a table match. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I'll be down with that. And then we had the stupidest worst segment of the night. The drink segment for Jeff Hardy. So Alex Matthews was there giving out drinks. Alex Matthews. <laughs> this kid looked like fucking uh, um, Alex. I forgot his fucking name. God damn it. Alex Riley. Alex Riley. Why was I about to call him Alex Shelley? Shit. Sorry, Alex. Wrong Alex. <laughs> yeah. Alex Riley and fucking Josh Matthews. Yep. Josh Matthews Rain, because we all know he's Madison Rain's his bitch. Woo! But yeah, they had this segment, and Sheamus was at home and basically telling Jeff Hardy to get a drink. Jeff Hardy got mad, and Alex Matthews got um, I forgot what the name name is. What's the name of his move? Twist of uh, Fate. Did he hit the Twist of Fate? That's where he just like hit him in the fucking stomach and then just did the fucking swan time. Oh, I did, thought he did the Twist of Fate first. Oh, okay. No, I'm like... I tuned out this thing because like... I don't know. Like, it was that fucking bad taste and... I'm different from most people. I don't want people to get canceled for doing bad taste shit. But like, I just tune you out. I don't watch. Yeah, it was it was really bad taste. Yeah. But yeah, that was SmackDown. SmackDown was it was up and then it was down. Just really down. Yep. It was bad. It was bad. But yeah, that was that that was bad. Right after that though, if you want we could talk about two oh five. We never talked about 205, but this one was kind of weird. Yes, let's talk about 205. Because last week on 205, Swerve fought Tony Nese in a 30-minute match, a blood feud, a fucking blood feud. They tried to kill each other last week. It covered the whole fucking show. Like, I turned to him, and I'm like, dude, it's over. Like, that's the only match we're having? He's like, yeah. I go, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but this week, Swerve took on one of the guys from Everest. I don't know if it was Marcel or the other Martel. one. It was Martel. Okay. So they're having a match, and right as Swerve is about to pin him, his partner comes in. 
and then out of no fucking where, here comes Tony goddamn Nice. And everybody's like, wait, what is Tony Nice here for? It's like, I'm going to be your partner. I got your back. And Swerve is like, er, I don't know about that, Shaggy. <laughs> I did notice a little Easter egg, though. When mm-hmm. Swerve came out, he was wearing a red, white, and blue like jacket. I didn't think anything of it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe it's like a shout out to the Great American Bash and all that, right? But then when Tony Nese came out, his gear was that same color. Yeah. I really I hope that. Did you notice that too? Or is that just yeah. me? No, I noticed it. Oh, okay. But I hope they don't become a tag team. I mean, they it just might have happened because... No, go ahead. They literally just had a blood feud and now all of a sudden they're going to be a tag team. It might <laughs> happen though due to the whole like speaking out movement and whatnot and everything that happened, you know, because this was supposed to lead into something else, and people got fired that were that was involved in the storyline, so you but know. I, I thought that would have went to a heel tag team instead of a face tag team. Would have made more sense, yeah. Yeah. But Tony Neeson Swerve got the win. I almost called him Cesaro. Swerve and Tony got the win. And that was that match. Then Elgato Del Fantasmo came out. Legato. Legato. Whatever. Legacy, basically. You could, you could say it in English. Like, fuck that shit. Legacy of the Phantasm. The Legacy of the Phantasm, which is Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. They fought Bootleg Leo Rush and Unruly Leo. Once again, if y'all get that joke, like y- y'all are champion in my eyes. And of course, Legato Del Fantasmo beat the crap out of the other two guys. They just need like more time. Like they're good together. They just need more time. Like. They're not meshing too good to me right now. I believe in like three or four weeks, they'll be good. Probably. They're not bad. It's just like they need a little bit more, you know? They just need more time and more polishing and they'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, that was 205 Live. 205 Live has been really short these last couple of months. That's why we don't fucking talk about it. But I felt like we should talk about it because they were there and the whole mm-hmm. weird Tony Nese thing. So. Yes. Which is going to be weird where that goes because isn't 205 Live kind of affiliated with NXT? So this could lead into like an NXT match with any of these? Yep. That's exactly I, where it leads. I know the Phantasmos, they're like facing fucking... Uh, what, what is it? Tyler Breeze and Fandango and Drake Maverick. Yep. I don't know if the Tony Nese thing is going to lead anywhere. It might. It might. Like, I was going to say something, but it made no sense. Okay. I was going to say, dude, maybe he could help him with Johnny Gargano. But Johnny Gargano has nobody but Johnny Gargano. So, yeah. yeah. That's okay. 
So well, he's yeah, I mean, Candace. <laughs> yeah, he does have Candace. Tony can help him with Candace. If Candace don't die before that, because he had that street fight, but yeah. <laughs> yes. We talked about all this before, but still. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like we said, we don't, we still don't have the official card for Great American Bash. We'll get it eventually. We just have some matches. Yes. What is it like? WWE three matches so far from that. It's the Candice and Mia, the Legato match. The championship match. I think it was one more we forgot. Oh, um, Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one more and like they'll be good. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's um SmackDown in two oh five live. Woo boy. Woo. Yeah. So yeah, uh, wrong show. My bad. Man, don't ever disrespect the greatest tag team wrestling right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs>